0: welcome back to another episode of the rankable podcast my name is garrett sussman of ipole rank and i am stoked this is a really cool conversation topic for anyone whether you're deep in your seo career or just getting started i think these kind of high level unsexy truths about seo are so interesting and i'm joined today by growth and seo marketer devin Pickell. now Devin, Devin's badass. He's been building this program all around being a part-time growth help for startups, you know, that are like kind of looking for alternative options to hiring the full-time market, more of like a fractional approach, you know, flexibility, impact, expertise. And he's actually been demystifying SEO for software startups for like the past seven years. He's been at G2, Nextiva, Privy, showing marketers like the potential that SEO has as a growth channel. Thanks for joining me today, Devin. How you doing, man? I'm
1: good, man. Yeah, I'm excited to get in this topic. I feel like it's super timely. You know, I, there's a lot of fun topics on this uh, on the podcast, really technical, tech, uh, tactical. And I'm like, you know, let's just like break down some, some real stuff and, uh, and keep it conversational. So I'm excited to get into it.
0: Dude, I'm so because it's like it is very easy to get into the weeds and it's also easy to get very like theoretical as well like talk about these big concepts so let's talk about the real brass tacks of seo first off like when you're thinking about this idea of unsexy truths what do you what do you what do you mean by that it's it's uh
1: it's the things that all of us seo marketers you know at some point in our career whether it's now or maybe at a past company uh we all have experienced at least one of these uh truths um uh, yeah, I'm excited to get to them, and I know, like Garrett, I'm sure you could uh, resonate with them. Um, yeah, and I'm sure a lot of folks here who are going to listen to this could be like, "Damn, like that—that that was me at uh, my previous company, or maybe maybe we're at right now, and and uh, and uh, hoping that you could uh, resonate with that."
0: Dude, well, I mean, whether you're working like software or e-commerce across the board, you know, the first one that caught my attention, and you've talked about this before, is this idea that. Not every business should prioritize SEO, right? Yeah, totally. And it's like, you know, we
1: we as SEOs can get in this big echo chamber. I think marketing in general, you know, between LinkedIn, Twitter, Reddit, whatever, whatever content we consume regularly, it's, you know, we're convinced that this is like the silver bullet for, for any type of brand. When in reality, I think we can take a step back and realize, you know, there are specific businesses where maybe SEO is not the right uh, approach right now. So uh, let me give you an example. Let's say you're like a really early stage startup. You're just getting your feet beneath you. Um, you know, you're, you're like, all right, I need to make a, a good marketing hire. Let's make a splash. Uh, SEO should probably be a little further back in the marketing priorities. i say like slowly roll a bit on that. Um, I would I would personally, you know, and it, it's crazy saying this is a, a SEO on an SEO podcast. But I would be like embrace product marketing. Maybe that might be your first like good hire. Uh, someone who could like help you understand your product market fit. Where do you even fit? What are the competitive advantages you have? And, and maybe some shortcomings. Uh, a liaison between like marketing and the product team and someone who could like create that streamline uh, communication, especially in a remote uh, setting. Uh, and then, like, somebody who has a pulse on on your customers, especially in those very early days. I think product is uh, is is crucial. And then, uh, and then you could, you know, once you 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 grow and and have your feet beneath you, you have a proven business model. Then maybe SEO can uh, become a a more realistic option.
0: It, that resonates with me because I've I've worked at really smart start small startups where your resources are super limited. The thing that I think that's important to call out, and I love the product marketing angle because especially when you're working at a SaaS, like talking to customers is key, understanding them, figuring out what content resonates with them. At the same time, even though it's not a priority, you're still able to plant the seeds for your long-term SEO strategy, right? Absolutely. Yeah,
1: and it's all about identifying customers uh, and even like prospective customers. Who are we? Who do we want to target? And, and an SEO, uh, you know, when they come in with a, a playbook, some keyword research, that product marketing seed that's been planted is going to only contribute and help that uh, SEO in, in the future. So, yeah, you know, it's SEOs can be flexible, especially nowadays when we're, we're all asked to, to do a, a little bit more. Um, But I would say in those early days, uh, uh, get your product uh, solid. Now, that's not to say, you know, if if you already have that that proven business model, you're generating consistent revenue. Maybe you've hit a plateau, right? And now you're like looking for different ways to grow. Maybe there's different channels out there we're not currently tapping. Uh, Yeah, SEO comes in, new content ideas. How can we capture demand from search? Uh, Can they make recommendations for improving the website? Maybe some of your landing pages. Uh, Is there site structure uh, opportunities there? Can we put our best foot forward with some uh, higher converting pages? So that's that's like where uh, SEO really shines.
0: Yeah, I I get that too because it's like you're not necessarily going to win the top of the funnel searches right out of the gate if you are you know relatively a brand new website. However, if you're answering those questions and you're you're still creating content at the bottom of the funnel that's really specifically addressing you know that those those customers who are you know looking for your solution that's still going to be indexed and surfaced on google because it is going to still be you know a long tail keyword that might have a higher conversion than some some of the top of the funnel kind of like beginning of the buyer's journey content
1: exactly yeah so you know shout out to my uh, product marketers out there i know it's uh, it's not easy uh and and just like SEOs, you all going to be flexible too and uh uh span across multiple teams, but uh, yeah, again, get your, uh, get your product knowledge beneath you and, and, and target those, uh, those customers. SEO will come in and uh, we'll be your, your tags team. One, two punch.
0: Dude. And product marketing, like product marketers are so high in demand. The, the number two unsexy truth though, that you threw my way that, ah, uh, it's like every SEO is going to feel this one. You said SEO attribution, may be scrutinized yep give it yeah. to me
1: and i think you know even with uh ga4 really just kind of rolling out now and and folks are uh you know with universal analytics we had this like sense of comfort and now we're thrown like the, into a loop with trying to relearn uh some of the core metrics that seos were always comfortable with tracking um uh, there's just so much, there's frankly too much to track with SEO, you know, typically sessions, clicks, position, things like engagement rates now, and engage sessions with GA4, uh, you know, but again, marketing and, and budgets under more of a microscope now, I would say if you're able to attribute your SEO work uh, to just, uh, to at least one goal, I say stick to find one goal that could work for you outside of traffic and rankings and, uh, and, and see how you can move the needle on that.
0: I I feel like that is so on point because it's like there are different ways to try to attribute SEO, but it's like when you're marketing long enough, you realize that there's a lot of BS out there and like (laughs) there's no perfect way. And it also is so tied to your business. Like you mentioned GA4, which is a feels like a dumpster fire to some extent. And people are still figuring that out, but you still need to show some value. so. How how do you think about that? You mentioned kind of like the one goal, Um, you know, for SAS teams that are starting up and you're using GA4, how do you, how do you iterate, how do you iterate on your attribution? So, you know, even if it's not like the definitive gold standard, you have something to talk to your exec team about.
1: Totally. I would say, again, find, uh, well, one, your event's got to be set up in in ga First and foremost, I mean, if you're not tracking events, it's going to be a whole world of of pain <laughs> moving forward. And honestly, like trying to get a seat at the the table for SEO will be just that harder if events aren't tracked. Um, once you have events tracked, and and you, you find an event that you can uh, uh, move in tandem uh, with SEO, uh, commit to that. So you know, I, I can give another another example, uh, and this was actually uh, you know something we were we were tracking in Privy. Uh, so say uh, free trials, uh, free trial signups, uh, you could definitely influ- influence that through through SEO. Now I'll give you a few things, uh, say uh, there's like mid funnel blog opportunities, uh, you could do keyword research, uh, addressing like a, a problem solution framework, uh, and then framing your uh, software as a solution. And that's one thing you could track the events coming through uh, newly newly posted uh, articles that that uh, target that uh, and see if you're moving the the needle on uh, free trials. Uh, one thing I like to do is I like to add a heat map uh, to some of our like highest traffic landing pages. Uh, it gives you like nice user uh, behavior insight. All right, maybe we can add like a trial sign up form. Uh, there's a specific module. We, we see people are really, it's like a hotspot on the site. Let's see if we could add that in. And maybe even if it nets 10 new trials that month, hey, that's, that's something to report on. Um, another thing I like to do, and I'll talk about this a bit later, like take the boring content from your competitors, uh, repackage it into something like interactive, like an assessment, quiz, a template style landing page, just like a really cool freemium uh, tool uh, something that makes your content like really stands out, maybe that'll encourage trials, even if you're, like I said, able to that five to 10, uh, maybe even more uh, trials monthly for that, that's something that could be attributed uh, to your SEO work and uh, working in tandem with the content team. So.
0: I love the call out around the interactive and thinking outside the boring content because we'll talk about that more. But, you know, there is this movement in the world of SaaS in terms of like the interactive demo of like not just depending on your salespeople to get the value of your product or even the free trials in front of your customers. Like if you can get something, whether it's a free tool that's feature adjacent to your software or the actual software itself, that's gonna pre-create such a better experience. And that is something that Google will surface a lot of times if you have, you know, optimized those pages where that where that interactive is.
1: Of course, yeah. I have an example later I'll, I'll share with y'all uh, about exactly like uh, uh, scoping the landscape uh, out there, being like, wow, this is really boring. We could totally do better than this. And then really applying the SEO work after the launch uh, in building that momentum later. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, again, find an event, uh, and, and move the needle with SEO, uh, and it's incremental growth. It'll take, it'll take attempts, uh, but there's like power and consistency and, and repetitions.
0: Dude, that's marketing so much trial and error these days, but I want to move on to unsexy truth SEO number three, which is, it's, uh, and I've, I've had this experience in house too, is it's so easy to get siloed as an in-house SEO.
1: For sure, man, It's it can be a lonely role, you know, and, and uh, it's due honestly to the the mysterious nature of our work, right, some days we're uh, doing backlink outreach, people are like, what the hell is a backlink? Like, what is the value really to that, to our business? Why are we sending outreach emails? Some days it's, you know, crawling the sites uh, and passing over like a te- more technical report to the dev team, they're like, all right, what is this we got, features to ship. Uh, it's a lot of yeah it's a lot of weird work that we do you know it's of course seo is it's impactful but uh you know it's it's easy to get siloed because a lot of folks still to this day uh it's it's sort of like this weird concept so um I'm not, not, to,
0: not to call out your your past experiences like you know, not even specific companies but do you have you found it Consistent, like, is there a certain perspective around SEO, or has it varied from your your personal experiences, or even people you've talked to?
1: It's it's varied uh, from company to company, and honestly, I would say companies that are more like inbound led, uh, yeah. what, I, what inbound marketing led, definitely have a a bit better grasp on the inner workings of SEO and the the role it contributes to the greater marketing team. Uh, But yeah, I have, you know, I won't name names, but there has been experiences uh, in-house working alongside some more technical, really bright SEOs, uh, but maybe they don't always get a seat at the table when it comes to um, website updates. You know, uh, product team, may push something, and they're like, whoa, where did this come from? It's not optimized, it's not even on brand, frankly, it's not following like a certain style guide, uh, product updates, other other decisions that could definitely impact your work. Um, And I I definitely have a couple of solutions for this Garrett. Uh, And I, I think this can apply to really like any role outside of SEO, like literally any role, you need to be your own biggest fan. And I would say like this needs to be tenfold if you're in a remote setting. Uh, I'm a big fan of like shouting from the rooftops, your work, your results, findings. Um, yeah, I'll give you a couple examples of like ranked number one for a competitive term, immediately ping the, the company Slack channel, uh, like take a screenshot, be like, yo, we, you know, uh, uh, we did this at Nextiva all the time. And Nextiva was definitely like an inbound led, uh, company. We were always very meticulous about shedding light on our results. Hey, uh, we hit, uh, number one for VoIP for VoIP, which is I can't even tell you how maybe a couple hundred thousand uh,
0: uh, searches. Not nothing.
1: Them. Yeah. Oh man, we worked we worked our, our asses off for that. And hey, that's that's hard work. Uh, show the show the company wh- what you're doing. If you got a backlink, you know that takes a lot of work. Tell people about uh, where you were featured. Maybe even have them engage with the article. Uh, hey, let's let's publish this on LinkedIn. Which show the brand a little love maybe they'll reciprocate or we could create a partnership at some point. Uh, If you're up organic search, you know, X, say 10, 15%, that's a hell of a result. Maybe, again, go on Slack, share some bullet points. Did you have any findings? What are some things we could double down on? Uh, These are just, you know, and and I'll have another one. Uh, I love being like the go-to person for like everything in the search world. So, hey, Google, of course, like the algorithm updates, you don't need to get too, in depth with those, but things like, hey, I'm I'm noticing uh, a different SERP feature in the wild. Are y'all seeing TikTok show up for more how-to searches? And this is the stuff you can like pass directly over your content team, and I promise you, they're going to appreciate you for it.
0: Yeah, I mean that is such a key part of it too. Is like shouting out to the rooftops about your own performance, but also aligning and like realizing where you can help your coworkers. Because whether it's the content team or the dev team, or like you know that that's one thing I appreciate really well. Like at iPollRank Rank is like our you know director of engineering John Merch builds the tools, and we have a great relationship. So it's like when he's building one of our tools, because we communicate, it gets done. As opposed to you know not calling out names, but in past roles, it's like, if you don't, well, if you don't have that kind of on the same page as like an engineering team or content team, it's like, it's like pulling teeth to get like some of the stuff done and to help them. Right. Yeah.
1: And the reality may be a a bit different at say a larger organization that has a VP of search or director of SEO. And then there's a certain established uh, uh, pecking order where SEO is maybe, you know, has its, uh, uh, established uh, role within the the org, but yeah, at a startup, especially, you
0: need to be your own biggest fan. Okay, and finally, I, I do want to ask: like you said, said there's this idea that there's no one size fits all solution to SEO. What what do you mean?
1: <laughs> My final uh, unsexy truth: uh, you know, there's no shortage of SEO advice. I said this earlier on LinkedIn, on Twitter. It's coming from all angles. Uh, and, you know, you got to kind of audit your own experience. Sometimes like there is some really great advice out there. For me, I, I love learning, like it'll inspire new ideas for your site. Uh, but I say it's like a 60-40 uh, experience, like 60% of the times, it's just noise you got to sift through. Uh, you know, I actually wrote recently on LinkedIn about it. And I saw you engage with that about uh, lately, I've been seeing a lot of these like, massive SEO site audits really technical stuff, cherry picked results, you know, uh, maybe like blurred out charts here or there, but I uh, actually saw like other, other SEOs getting tagged in this. And I'm like, I've experienced this personally where, uh, say like a director or a VP will slack you and they're like, Hey, did you see this? Hey, let's, let's do this. Or let's, uh, did you, let's check this out and like scrap what we're doing. And it, you know, derails everything. And, I guess like uh, to, to summarize it, like, yeah, there is no one size fits all. Uh, things like the scale of your business, right? Startup versus enterprise. Yeah. Uh, maturity of your business in the market. Uh, how long have you been around? Uh, are there specific ways your customers are searching for you? For example, you know, Privy, it's in the e-commerce space. That's a totally different type of search. Then when I was at Nextiva telecommunications, these are two different search profiles. Uh, All these things can impact your SEO strategy. And it's, of course, there's best practices you can, you can, uh, you know, sprinkle throughout. But, you know, if you're a tiny business, I mentioned like scaling up content production, that might be, uh, have have a larger impact than say a technical site audit. On the flip side, if you're this huge, massive business, been in business for several years, maybe you need a technical cleanup. Maybe you need to, you know, uh, improve your internal linking or, or uh, do a redirect practice. That might have a, a bigger impact than, hey, let's uh, produce another piece of content. So, um, yeah, I would say reduce ex- external distractions and uh, have faith in your SEOs. That's what you hired them for.
0: Dude, it's so true, though, because it's like, you you know, I think a lot of people want a, like blanket instruction manual on it and it's funny the one of the reasons that resonates with me is like your business is like your baby or your pet if you've ever had a kid or if you have like a dog or a cat it's like <laughs> like we i okay i'm gonna throw my 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 own dog in, into the dog house if you will lucy Mini Golden doodle right when we first got her, she has such anxiety and you go online, you try to find like how to reduce anxiety in dogs. And like, there were so many different pieces of advice that just didn't work for her. And it wasn't until like, I talked to a few friends with a lot of experience with dogs. They're like, oh, well, you know, you go up two flights of stairs that you have to do, you know, to walk her, you have to like do this slow process. And that's what'll work for her that you wouldn't find online. It's the same with your business.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's there's so much uh, hidden contacts that that need to be uh, taken into account. Um, yeah, trust your SEOs,
0: <laughs> dude. That's great. You all should totally hit up Devin because I mean, you you have some availability for new clients at this point, right? I do. I'm I'm wide open,
1: folks. Um, yeah, well, uh, you know, I'm uh, active on LinkedIn, active on Twitter. I think Garrett will uh, drop the links uh, post podcast, but uh, yeah. I'm always down for for a good conversation. Even if you want to hop on a Zoom and chat, like Garrett Garrett and I are now, um, I got time.
0: <laughs> I love that. No, I I've re- I'm glad that you and I like have taken the time to like get to know each other and interacted on social. It really is a pleasure. Are you are you down to do some rapid fire rankings? Let's do it, man. I think I'm ready. Okay. Okay, he's been ready. We're 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 putting on the music. We're we're throwing up the clock. Here we go. Okay, we're diving in. Short answers. Let's do this. Rank your top three of something that you love. It can be anything: irreverent, personal hobby, TV shows. Top three, go.
1: Oh man, uh, top three TV shows. All right, I'm gonna say Breaking Bad. Uh, it's almost like a one A, one B for me. Uh, yeah, Breaking Bad, uh, uh, Sopranos, and then oh man, three. Uh, I'm gonna say Last of Us. It it was a it was a hit for me. Uh, yeah, and they're all kind of, a sort of sort of along the same lines of uh, genre, but I'm a, I'm a sucker.
0: <laughs> so good. We need to talk more about that show after this. Okay, rank your best SEO or marketing win.
1: All right, I'll try to make this quick.
0: Uh, and it was a pretty recent one. Um,
1: Privy had this SMS tool, right? They're really established in like the, the list growth email space. With the launch of SMS, uh, you know, a lot of small businesses are like, how do I work this into my marketing mix? Uh, I uh, scoured around and I was like, all right, what's out there right now for, for like SMS marketing templates or tools. I saw there was a lot of like really boring, like 5,000 word, like, oh, use these templates, just really like volume based, uh, uh, blog posts. So what I did, I I went back to the art design agency. I was like, I want to make this interactive. So what we built was a. Click to copy templates. All right, say I need a Black Friday SMS template. Boom. You can categorize. You click it, it brings you right down. And we had recreated the exact SMS product uh, that was in product, but took it into a public facing landing page. And folks could just, you know, to remove some of the hesitation, it was like a sandbox. You could just play around with it edit the text, uh, and then really get a gist for for the type of content you're sending customers over their phones. So that was a win, and uh, build some links after that. And if you look up uh, SMS marketing templates right now on uh, Google, it should still be the top result.
0: Dude, I love that. It's comprehensive, but that sounds like a massive win. Okay, rank your top three SEO tools.
1: Uh, I've been at Href's. Uh, some people say A A refs, but I've been a A guy since the beginning, man. Uh, I I would say I'm a power user. I could do just about anything in that, and it really uncovers like all the insights you would need as SEO. Number two is uh, Search Console. I would say Google Analytics, but uh, yeah, GA4 and I are on best uh, terms right now. <laughs> and uh, three is is more of like CRO, but I would say Hotjar. Um, I think SEOs need a, uh, you know, if uh, utilizing a tool like Hotjar and seeing heat maps and user behavior on a page, it just unlocks a whole, really the next level of insights. Uh,
0: Yeah, I I think that makes sense. I mean, SEO doesn't stop at at CRO. You still have to get the conversion, that's what makes these keywords valuable. Rank your best SEO trick or tactic?
1: Uh, Leading with value for backlinks. Uh, I'll almost never be in your inbox, anyone listening to this, asking for a link, straight up. (laughs) I'm providing value first. Uh, I could actually, you know, I used to do this all the time at Nextiva and it it helped us like really build this uh, backlink moat against big competitors like RingCentral or Dialpad or Zoom. Uh, I would plug in a site on Ahrefs, see what they're ranking for. All right, they're on page two. All right, I'm working on a guest post right now. I know this is a competitive terminal on page two, four. If I can hook them up with the link, this may be enough to nudge them on page one. Guest post goes live, link is live, it's for awesome domain. That's, then that's, you know, after that work is done, now I'm talking to the content manager on LinkedIn. Hey, I got you guys a link. Uh, explain the value of the link, you know, my strategy behind earning on that specific one. Uh, you know, let me know if y'all rank on page one, a couple weeks, let me celebrate with you. Hey, do you want to form a, a partnership after this? Now you, you got sites rooting for you and now they're in your corner and that's true backlink building right there.
0: Dude, I love that. I like the method to the madness because it's like people, you know, don't always understand how you get from point A to point B. And so kind of mapping out does, does make a lot of sense. Um, okay, so rank what you love most about SEO. It's...
1: Staying on my toes, always changing, always learning. Um, uh, you know, I, I come from a, a, a baseball background, played baseball all my life throughout college and super competitive and SEO is hyper competitive. You know, you, you guys know this, uh, I pull rank, it's, it's uh, every day is a, a, a little fight and uh, I love just like learning. And again, there's no one size fits all and varying from business to business. Uh, again, just keeps me on my toes and. You know, we can get in a whole like uh, uh, conversation about AI and how it's affecting uh,
0: search. But yeah, I think just uh, uh, learning. It's fascinating. Okay, so speaking of um, rank your best learning SEO resource. Uh,
1: in no particular order, I'd I say Andy Christonia, he's the CMO of Orbit. Uh, I've been posting a lot of like really quick one minute videos to LinkedIn. Just going back to the basics, and I think, you know, regardless of SEO level, it's, it's uh, good to, to read his stuff, um, or I'm sorry, listen to his stuff. It's a, it's a good palate cleanser. Uh, Adam Goyat, he's a, a good uh, buddy of mine, founder of Curtis. Not quite SEO related, but he has a, a very like thorough marketing newsletter. Uh, it goes out like every Friday, it just will constantly push you out of your comfort zone. Uh, Eddie Schleiner, uh, he's the founder of Good Cop very good copy. Not quite SEO, but I mean, if SEO, if you're looking to uh, brush up your your writing skills, your copywriting skills particularly, uh, he is uh, phenomenal for that. Uh, will make you more multifaceted.
0: His newsletter is really great too. He is a he is a fantastic yeah. one. Um, yeah. And finally, rank rank your number one cause or charity that you want to promote. Uh, I'd say
1: Habitat for Humanity. Um, my fiance, a couple years ago, uh, built a home on the uh, south side of Chicago. Uh, they do a lot of great work for, for low-income families. And uh, uh, seeing like, the uh, support uh, that, that there was around that and how excited she was to do it, uh, it really like inspired me. So that's, uh, that's um, uh, the cause I'm behind right now.
0: There you have it. I I love Habitat for Humanity. I actually did it back in high school. I remember I was like involved in that. It's a it's a great organization. Devin, dude, so informed. You're so fun to talk to. Obviously, you and I have a lot in common. We mentioned LinkedIn. What is your Twitter handle if someone wants to find you in the bird app?
1: Yeah, it's at D-E-V-I-N-P-I-C-K-E-L-L, just my name
0: that's easy (laughs) we win when we get our names as our handles thank you so much for joining me on rankable this has been an awesome podcast people will be able to find you through the description notes and uh, anything else you want to say to to the good people in podcast land
1: uh again hit me up i'm open for uh just good conversations good vibes um yeah
0: I love our community industry. Thank you so much again. My name is Garrett Suspin of iPoll Rank. We will catch you next week. Signing off. Catch you later. Peace.